0: Let's bow our heads for a little word of prayer before I talk this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask you now to open our hearts. Take away the distractions that there are now. And may we focus on you and find in you the things we need. So focus our minds and come near to us that we might know your presence is here. And help us to be thinking about you as we gather here today. Pray in Jesus' name, amen. We're in Luke chapter twelve for our text today. Okay. Charlie's got a plane to get to Washington. He's the mayor, and you can see he's a rather important fella. But we're happy for the mayor to be here today. You'll see him around, I'm sure. There is one more important dignitary here today. And you all know that I'm very fond of Christmas, if you know me at all. And I'm very fond of Santa Claus. But today, uh, i got to tell you, I love Mrs. Claus. she knew I was going to do that, she'd kill me. (laughs) Okay, in Luke's Gospel, chapter number 12 for our text today, we think about some of the things that Jesus said, which were the best things that were ever spoken. Luke's Gospel, chapter number 12. My uncle, Ed, was one of my favorite persons. He taught me a lot of things about life. And in 1970, he was diagnosed with cancer of the throat. And I heard him tell this story a 100 times. After he got the diagnosis, he went to the doctor. And the doctor explained the various treatment possibilities, radiation, chemotherapy, and the other options that were available. And the doctor said to Uncle Ad, so what do you think about the options that I've made available to you? And Uncle Ed said it in four words. He said, I want to live. (laughs) That's all he needed to say. And he did for almost 30 years after that. But I still remember how he said it with such intensity, such hope. I want to live. I want to live. And life is God's gift to us. And it's very precious. It's a very valuable thing. Life is not an easy thing to grasp. It's not easy to define life. It was that old Shakespeare who put into the mouth of one of his players this assessment of life. He said, tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps in this petty pace from day to day to the last syllable of recorded time. And all our yesterdays have lighted fools away to dusty death. Wow, that's a pretty dim view of life for sure. He went on, life is but a walking shadow. A poor player who struts and frets his hour upon the stage, then is heard no more. It's a tale told by an idiot, full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. If that's life, no wonder people get discouraged, right? Right? I don't think that's life. There's more to life than that. But it may not be easy to discover what it is. Wise old Solomon in the Bible said uh, he explained there are many things in life that you could do that were of little value. He said there was entertainment. He said there were great building projects. And he tried some of the greatest. And he talked about being wealthy, especially wealth. He said, if I saw it and I wanted it, I'd bought it. And of all those things, he said, vanity, vanity, all is vanity. It's useless. No fulfillment in it unless those things do, those things do not make life satisfying. Now, last year, I retired after 48 years of working. And many people have said to me, Eric... How do you like retired life? And I always cringe a little when people ask me that. You say, why? Well, Jesus is the best expert when it comes to life. And he gives the best advice. He knows more about living than anyone else who ever lived. And did you know that Jesus talked about being retired? <laughs> And when people ask me, how do you like retired life, I think of what Jesus said, and I get a little fearful because of what he said. So I thought today we'd look at Jesus' explanation of life and how to live it and see if we can get good advice about life. So Luke chapter 12, I begin reading at verse number 15. He said to them, take heed, beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of things that he possesses. One of Jesus' great explanations about life is here. If you try to evaluate life, remember the good life has nothing to do with how much is in your bank account or how many things you own or how nice a house you live in. To say, I got the good life, look at all my things, is to completely misunderstand what life is all about. And so, to explain fuller, Jesus goes on to tell one of his wonderful stories, and let's see what his, where his story will lead us. Chapter 12, again, Luke, verse 16. He spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, This will I do. I'll pull down my barns, build greater, and then I'll bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. There it is, my friends, the retired life. (laughs) There it is. Full barns. Enough to last for years. No more working is necessary. I'm retired. And from now on, it's eat, drink, and be happy. There's the dream of every human from Adam, I suppose, to this day. A day to retire. Eat, drink, and be merry. Well, you better watch it. You better be careful. Let's read on, verse 20 god said unto him thou fool this night thy soul shall be required of thee when those who shall be of those things which thou hast provided and so is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich towards god that's why i hesitate when somebody says how do you like retired life Uh, because in jesus story god calls this retired man a fool (laughs) i don't want to be that someone with a total lack of understanding. He thought he was all set for years. He thought his, but his life, it turned out, was over, and he died that night. And all those full barns went to somebody else. He didn't eat or drink out of those barns. He never had time to be married, and he failed at life. Why? Why? Because he placed great value on something that wasn't really important. Jesus said he lays up treasures for himself, but he was not rich towards God. So when someone says, how's retired life? I think of this story that Jesus told. And I ask myself, what does Jesus mean when he says, be rich towards God? Because if we don't find out what it means to be rich towards God it seems we will be labeled foolish. So let's go on see what he says. Verse 22, he said to his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life what you shall eat, neither for the body what you shall put on. A life is more than meat, and the body is more than raiment. First, we must get our priorities right. Life is much more important than the food it takes to sustain it. And your body is much more valuable than the clothes you put on it. When Jesus says, take no thought about those things, what he means is stop worrying. Don't worry about clothes and food. There are much more important things to consider in life. And then he gives an example of how it works. Verse 24 Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, neither have storehouse nor barn, and God feedeth them. How much more are you better than the fowls? Ravens, great big black birds. He said they don't own any barns, and they don't have any bank account, but God sees to it that they eat every day, and in the scheme of all of the things in this world and life itself, you are certainly much more important to God than any raven. All right, verse 25. And which of you with taking thought can add to his stature one cubit? All right, now, I like this verse. Think about it hard, he says. Think about it hard, day and night. Worry, worry about it. See, when I was a kid, my brother was five years older than me. So he was always bigger than me. And one of the things I dreamed of every day was that someday I'm going to be six foot tall. And he was five foot eleven and a half. (laughs) Oh, I dreamed about it day and night. I dreamed about being six foot tall. Jesus says, can you add one inch to your height? Thinking about it? Can you worry about it? Not one inch. If you could, I would have been ten foot tall. (laughs) I thought about it so much. Here's another example. Verse twenty seven. Consider the lilies, how they grow, they toil not, they spin not. And I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If God so clothed the grass, which is today in the field, tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more shall he clothe you, O you of little faith? So see them here. Look at the flowers that are all around us. There they are. They're absolutely beautiful. They look a lot better than I do, okay? And I'm not going to say you. You think that for yourself, okay? (laughs) The flowers are absolutely beautiful. Uh, Better clothes, he said, than old King Solomon. Now, if you see these flowers next week, they won't look like that. They just fade away and be gone. And they're here today, gone tomorrow. If he takes care of them... He's certainly going to take care of you. Jesus' message is this. You can trust God. You can trust Him. Trust Him to take care of you. Trust Him with your life. Don't get all focused on unimportant things like food and clothes. Verse 29. Seek not ye what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink. Neither be of doubtful mind, for of all these things do the nations of the world seek after. And your father knoweth you have need of these things, but rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Fear not, little flock, it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Well, all the world around you is focused on bigger barns, better bank accounts. You have a higher purpose. Seek First, the kingdom of God. Here it is. This is what Jesus said. Be rich towards God. Well, how do you do that? Well, God has a kingdom. God has different value systems, different rules, different government. So he says, live your life according to those rules and that government. He wants you to share in his kingdom. He wants you to be part of that. To live by his rules. Verse 33. Sell what you have and give on. Provide yourself bags which wax not old. A treasure in the heaven that faileth not. or no thief approaches. Neither moth corrupted. For where your treasure is. There will your heart be also. For example. God's ways. Are use your money. To help people in need. And you'll get a lot more out of it. That way than by keeping it all in the bank. God's rule is give, and then it shall be given to you. Help someone, and you will add to your heavenly account. In heaven's account, uh, inflation has no effect. (laughs) Down here, it's different, isn't it? Down here, it's different. Your house will slowly fall apart. Mine is. Your car will rust, right? Right? Your clothes will wear out. Invest in heaven. He says nothing will ever be diminished there. Go ahead. Take a look at your retirement counts. How are they doing? Are they shrinking? Well, yes. God says lay up treasures in heaven. It's a much better investment. Get your priorities right. So what are those things that we can do to be rich towards God? Jesus gave a lot of instruction. Jesus said, love God with all your heart, and with all your soul and all your mind and all your strength. And then he said, and then love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said, do unto others as you would have others to do unto you. And Jesus said, ask and you shall receive that your joy might be full. And Jesus said, where two or three people are gathered, there will I be with them right in the midst. Jesus said, if any man love me, he will keep my word. And Jesus said, God is looking for people to worship Him in spirit and in truth. So how can I be rich toward God? Love God. Worship Him. Pray to Him. And see that you gather with others in His name. Love people. Treat them the way you want to be treated. You can trust Him. Jesus said, except the man be born of water that is washed from your sins and born of the spirit that is made new inside, you cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. So trust him. Trust him. He's faithful. Trust him with your life. Trust him with your soul and value what Jesus says is important and that'll give you a good handle on life. Be rich towards God. You can say with great enthusiasm then, I want to live. I want to live. Seek God's kingdom first. And then you can say, I'm enjoying my retirement. (laughs) I'm serving God. I'm loving him. Loving others and giving to them. In living life God's way, I'm going to have a good time doing the things his way. For me, for me, life isn't tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps in that petty pace from day to day. For me, life is this. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Jesus said, stop worrying. Trust me in this crazy upside down world. That's the best advice there is. Be rich towards God, and he will take care of you. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Dear kind Heavenly Father, we thank you for your instruction in life, for the information you give it that is clear, we can see what to do, and we can live our lives that way. And we can know that what we do, that it will turn out right in the end. So bless us and help us to trust in you with all our heart. And to do business with God to make sure we serve him in any way that we can. And will bless us as we do these things, we ask. In Jesus' name, amen. In closing, I'd like you to turn to me to page number 352. Standing as we sing, 352. Page 352,
1: God will take care of you. Stand together with us if you would. thank you for this message today. We pray that our hearts and our minds and our souls would be in the right place, that we would understand and think that a person's life is not in the abundance of things that they possess, but it is in their treasure in heaven. Where we put you in our life, that is where we will gain riches that will last in all eternity these things will fade away like the flower fades, even in all its beauty. We just pray that our hearts would be ready and we would see eternal things. Keep our minds in our hearts. For we do not know the day or the hour of our own life or when you will come. We just pray that our hearts would be thinking on these things this day. Let us have your spirit in this place. May you come through this whole place. Protect us, guide us, be with us on this day. Watch over us, Lord, and help us to have your spirit amongst all our people here. And we pray, Lord, that you would bring us back to this place with hearts of worship. We ask for all these things in your name. Amen. Amen.